Hi folks, Wooden Boat Dan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded several years ago. So some of the phone numbers, email addresses, website, links, and time-sensitive information are no longer valid. Please keep that in mind as you listen. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hooked on Wooden Boats weekly podcast episode number 18. I am your host Dan Matson, and this is the world's very, 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 very first podcast fully dedicated to celebrating the art, craft, history, and tradition of wooden boats. Well, folks, I'm sitting in my little office here at home, and I'm looking out, and we got about 10 to 12 inches of snow here in Washington, uh, Arlington, Washington is where I'm at. Pretty amazing. We don't get this much snow very often, maybe every five years or so. Uh, So it's been a lot of fun doing a lot of walks in the snow, just uh, kind of a time to slow down and think and plan and set goals and do stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool. Anyway, welcome back to the show this week. We've got some fun stuff going on today. Our featured segment is an interview with Chuck Stuckey. Chuck is with Rivers West Small Craft Center in Portland, Oregon. And I visited with Chuck when I was in Portland a week or so ago and did about a 30-minute interview with him. The Rivers West... Blah, blah, blah. Let's try that again. Rivers West Small Craft Association or Small Craft Center is about 30 plus years old and it's there's about 63 members and they do a lot of wooden boat projects there. Small craft, wooden boats, family boat building classes, things like that. And so stick around for that interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've also got some really fun interviews coming up here in the near future. Uh, I've got an appointment with Sam Devlin of Devlin Boats in Olympia, Washington. And I'm really looking forward to that. Sam's very well known for designing and building lots of different boats, as small as 8 feet and I think as big as 30 or 40 feet. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then I'm going to be meeting with Tom Rogers in Tacoma and interviewing him about the Tacoma Sea Scout program and as part of that program they've got a 78-foot wooden vessel called the Charles N. Curtis which is the centerpiece for their Sea Scout program there Uh, and I didn't realize not being a Boy Scout myself that the Sea Scouts are a branch of the Boy Scouts of America so that's pretty cool. Uh, So those interviews will really be fun. Have those coming up down the road. I'd love for you to connect with me. And probably the best way to do that is to subscribe to my e-news list. If you go to my homepage, hookedonwoodenboats.com. And on the right-hand side of the page, there's a little arrow. And if you click on the box there, and you give me your name, first and last name, and your email address, 
then I can correspond with you, uh, ask you questions about your wooden boat activities and fun things you've done. And then I send out a mailing once or twice a month with special articles and resources. In fact, I just recently sent out a video, really cool video, a free video that is on the internet about a uh, Russian city that's building wooden boats, has been doing it for years, and it's a pretty cool video. So that was kind of a special thing I sent out to my e-news list, which is growing, by the way. So that's a great way to connect with me. You can also email me at dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com, and I'm on facebook.com slash woodenboatdan, and you can follow me on twitter.com slash woodenboatdan, and I have a voicemail feedback hotline number, 424-261-2360, that you can call with questions or comments. If you've got ideas for improving my show or folks that you'd like to see me interview, comments, suggestions, anything like that would be awesome. I wanted to take a couple minutes and go over some of the feedback and questions I've gotten uh, via email from listeners to the podcast. It's kind of fun. I've been uh, corresponding with people all over the place. This is a, an email I got from David Herring. David is the Facilities and Equipment Manager at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin. And Dave wrote to me, he says, Dan, I just discovered your podcast a while ago and have been listening to them via iTunes. I have been enjoying them so far and have worked my way through to episode six. That's an interesting interview with Corey Friedman. A couple of other people you might want to be interested in interviewing are Tom Yost and Dave Gentry. Both are not local to you, but a Skype interview could be arranged. Tom and Dave are doing some really interesting things with skin-on-frame kayaks and canoes. Tom has quite a few folders, as in folding kayaks and other designs, and is currently developing a true folder as opposed to a take-apart folder. Dave is the designer of the Chuckanut. He's also built a really interesting sliding beam sailing canoe that's along the lines of a 1630 canoe. Dave. So thanks for your feedback, Dave. I really appreciate it. Um, and I've actually added Tom Yost and Dave Gentry to my list of folks to interview uh, via Skype. And I have not done any interviews. Uh, remote interviews yet because I want to get the technical part of it all laid out ahead of time so I have good audio quality and it works real well. So thanks for your email and um, I'd actually emailed Dave back and asked him if he owned any wooden boats or skin-on-frame boats and he said he did a lot of sailing. He doesn't own any wooden boats at this point but I did a lot of sailing in a wood sea scow in high school and he plans on getting started on two Yoast CBs this spring. And CB as an S-E-A-B-E-E. -E. Once I finish rigging a Grumman Eagle canoe for sailing, I've been making all the parts myself as much as possible, for the, except for the mass, which will be more likely an older sailboard mass that I retrieve from a dumpster. So thanks again, Dave, for your email. And here's an email from Mike Gordon. 
Dan, purely by chance, I happened upon your blog. I am 62 years old. I purchased a 1940 Monk Tri-Cabin Cruiser, which I am going to rebuild. I have never attempted such an endeavor. I was wondering if you might suggest some books on how to replace hull planks, fasteners, rebuild the stern, and such. I paid someone to do this for me. However, they only got as far as taking it apart. Now I must put it back together, but haven't the knowledge of where to start. I have purchased all the Alaska yellow cedar necessary. Now I must convert the lumber to finished planks and refasten. The entire stem was removed, so it must be completely rebuilt, frames and all. I also have some rotted cabin corners that will need replacing, as well as cabin roofs that will need to be covered. I believe they were originally covered with heavy canvas and painted. Have you any suggestions of where to start with the knowledge piece? And based on Mike's uh, area code here, he left his phone number. It looks like he's in uh, Portland, Oregon area, or somewhere in Oregon. Anyway, thanks for your email, Mike. Uh, and I did email uh, Mike back and let him know that one of the books that I've been told is really good for refurbishing, refitting, rebuilding wooden boats is Jim Trefethen's book called Wooden Boat Renovation. And uh, another one that I suggested Mike check out is Classic Boat Construction by Larry Party. Uh, and I believe that's more geared towards new construction. However, a lot of the same principles that apply where you've got a boat that's basically pretty much completely apart and you've got to make new parts for it and so on. And also uh, suggested that Mike might want to contact somebody at the Rivers West Small Craft Center in Portland or uh, maybe Marty Loken at the Island Boat Shop uh, on Maristone Island in Washington State. So thanks again, Mike, for your email. And I'd love to see pictures of your boat. Uh, actually, send pictures now. And then as it progresses, uh, send me some updates. And uh, that'd be really cool to see those. Here's an email I got from John Mann. And he starts his email out by saying, I am, I am which I think he's saying there, my site is hooked on wooden boats. So he's saying, hooked on wooden boats, I am, I am, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Question, is the boat at the heading of your homepage an Arch Davis design? I have built a Penobscot 14, and the boat on your homepage looks very much like the Arch design with stringers fore and aft rather than traditional sawn oak frames. In addition, I am about to build the John Gardner 14-foot semi-dory. I am headed toward building the Arch Davis style with internal, internal stringers rather than frames and glued and screwed laps. Any comments would be appreciated. Well, thanks for your note, John. Uh, you know, that boat at the top of my homepage was a photo that was purchased off, I think it was iStock photos, that uh, I don't really have a clue what boat exactly that is. It certainly could be Arch Davis's design. But I did build the 14-foot semi-dory that you're looking at building, and that's probably why you emailed me, because you saw that on my website, um, on my page that shows my boats 
And my boat, uh, my dory I built in the 90s, and I uh, put a kumi plywood, uh, used a kumi plywood for the strakes and put that over uh, white oak frames. And it's a really heavy and stout boat. Uh, I'm thinking you could easily build that boat without those frames and some internal stringers, and you'd have a lighter boat that was still very stiff and strong and have a, a little more uh, spacious and clean interior. Uh, and then John had also asked um, what kind of a motor I put on my boat, and I put a 15-horse Merc on it, which pushes it along really well. You know, it's a flat-bottom boat, so it gets up on a plane in like a half a millisecond, so it's pretty cool. So thanks for your email, John. Appreciate it a lot, and like to hear from other folks in the audience. Um, send me questions or comments or tell me about wooden boats that you have. Well, we're going to move on now to the interview with Chuck Stuckey of Rivers West Small Craft Center. Chuck, take it away. Okay, it is January 7, 2012, and I am at the Rivers West Small Craft Center in Portland, Oregon with Chuck Stuckey. Chuck, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Hey, welcome to the show, Chuck. Good to have you here. My pleasure. Happy to help. Yeah, thank you. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and your boating history and so on, Chuck. You're the president of the organization, is that right? I'm the president. I've been the president now. I'm into my third year okay. uh, with that um, pleasurable, pleasurable title. Um, uh, I'm a, a lifelong boater. Uh, I'm a retired uh, government lawyer. Retired about five years ago, um, but all of my adult life I've been boating in one one form or another, primarily cruising sailboats, uh, and after I retired, I wanted to put together uh, my love of boats with a woodworking hobby I've had all my life and start dabbling in wooden boats. Uh, having never done it before or know any, anything about how to build a wooden boat, I found uh, 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 Rivers West to be the best resource in the city uh, for knowledgeable guys, uh, a congenial group of people willing to share their knowledge. Um, so I started hanging out here, uh, joined. Uh, first summer I, I was re I was retired. I built a dinghy to use as the tender for our family sailboat. Um, did a moderately decent job. Okay. Learned a lot, obviously. Was uh, it a stitch and glue project? Uh, it was not stitch and glue. It was a boat designed by Joel White. Okay. A famous uh, designer in Maine. Uh, it's an 11-foot uh, small boat called the Shellback Dinghy. Oh, right. Uh, fairly, uh, a great little boat. Uh, it's as good a tender as you're going to find. <clears throat> I built it, tied it to the back of our family boat, and, and towed it up the Washington coast. Uh, used it as the family tender all summer long while sailing in the San Juan Islands. Uh, the boat is... A little rough around around the edges because I wasn't sure uh, what I was doing, but it's a sound little craft. It works perfectly. Um, 
And that got me going uh, with the idea of building yet another boat, uh, helping other guys build larger boats, uh, and watching the club uh, led me to to get more involved in the club itself uh, and have enjoyed it ever since. Okay. What, what year did you join the group? Uh, about five years ago. Five years. I would say, uh, what's that, 06, 07. 06. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you give me a little history on Rivers West, about the club, how it started, and what's been going on here? <clears throat> Rivers West started about 30 years ago. Uh, a professor at Portland State uh, named Sam McKinney uh, was instrumental in the in the uh, the first idea of the club. Uh, he got together uh, a few other like-minded souls: Bob Young, Sam Johnson, uh, and Rivers West was born as a a club of guys wanting to build small wooden boats. Uh, located first um, in a building at the uh, uh, Oaks Park area on the Willamette River um, in Portland. Stayed there for many, many years. Um, that facility, uh, we had to leave that place because uh, that building was going to be re um, rehab for another uh, purpose so we had to find a new home and about six or seven years ago uh, we we landed in the shop we are now which is the ground level of the pier 99 building uh, at the intersection of marine drive and the i-5 bridge okay important okay. so what's the mission or purpose of the of the club here chuck the mission is the <coughs> Promotion, construction, and use of low-impact boating. Uh, it's it's interesting to note that although all, almost all of our boats are made out of wood, uh, the actual wooden boat is not part of our mission. We we are building boats that you can that single individuals, small groups can use uh, in a, a recreational fashion that is environmentally sound, uh, uh, is not creating junk or waste, um, uh, and allows the use of the waters around us uh, in boats that are available to everybody. They need not be expensive, um, and, and most of them are not. They, they need not be fancy. They need not be uh, uh, a museum piece. We we want members to uh, identify boats that they'd like to build uh, and provide a space for them to get built, and then allow um, allow other members to to be available to help uh, share their knowledge. Uh, and, and, and get boats built so that uh, people can use them and enjoy the waters around us. Um, we have uh, a few members building very exquisite craft. Um, 
almost too beautiful to get wet. Oh, really? But most uh, most of the boats are built with the idea that they're going to be immediately used. Uh, a lot of kayaks and strip planks come through our shop. Uh, some stitching glue boats are made. Um, a lot of different kinds of crafts. Um, and they're all designed to be used, not sit in a garage or over a mantelpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's one of the more interesting projects that you've worked on since you've been here? Uh, the most... Uh, a rewarding thing for me is what we started two summers ago, which is the a version of the family boat build, uh, a, an enterprise fairly common around the country, uh, very common on the East Coast, uh, and only recently introduced to um, to Portland. Uh, we started two summers ago. Uh, the concept is members of the club assemble the the, uh, the raw materials and cut out boat parts uh, for a 12-foot rowing skiff. Uh, all the parts are ready to be uh, uh, put together by a family, uh, and it's done over the course of two days. They start bright and early on Saturday morning, and the boats are launched if all goes well, uh, late on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, that has provided uh, uh, our community with access to boats uh, and and the building of boats they would never uh, get otherwise. Uh, we attract families who just think the idea is kind of neat or interesting and... Uh, it's just so rewarding to watch it happen. You see kids working with parents and grandparents, uh, putting together a nice little rowboat, uh, and at the end of the weekend, it's theirs to keep. So uh, it's a very rewarding uh, enterprise. It's a ton of work for us. Uh, we start in, um, in April, uh, cutting out plywood, putting parts together, um, and having it all ready by... Uh, by mid-July. Okay. What does it cost for a family to do that? We charge a family $350 for the boat. We offer uh, scholarships to several families. Um, and that cost, if we're careful and do our job right, that almost covers uh uh, our actual raw cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of overhead expenses um, not included in that, uh, and that gap is made up through the generous uh, uh, support of a few local groups. Okay, yeah. What kind of feedback are you getting on that program? Every year, uh, the feedback is amazing. It's very heartwarming to to hear families say I never knew you could do this wow what a cute little boat uh, are you going to do it again uh, and the other th- most positive thing is ordinary passers-by will stop and ask questions and after it's explained to them the most common response is 
where's the sign-up sheet? I want to do it next year. Uh, and that's all the feedback I really need. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the first year we did five boats, the second year 10 boats, and this year we're going to do 12 boats. Okay. So these are marine plywood boats? Oh, yeah. It, it is a, it's a, a, a first-rate little 12-foot skiff. Uh, it's not a toy boat. Uh, and once built uh, and properly painted, will last the family a lifetime. Yeah. Because we use, we only use appropriate uh, lumber, high quality uh, glues, uh, stainless steel fasteners. The boat is put together properly uh, and will, um, and should last the families. A lifetime. Yeah. Now, can they put an outboard on that boat, or is it strictly a row, rowing boat, or we, sail? Or? We um, we do two things because we it's it's called a family boat build week weekend. Uh, we have to simplify it a little bit, and the boat is designed to have a sail rig. We make that design available to the families. But when we get through with the weekend, all they have is a rowboat. Uh, it can carry a small outboard, but I wouldn't. I would never put anything more than a two or three horse motor on it, and I'd be real careful at that. Uh, the sail rig, however, is is fairly exciting because the building of the rowboat and rowing a boat uh, naturally leads families to say, "Can this be a sailboat?" And the answer is yes, of course it can, and here's how you do it. We get a whole second level of enthusiasm. Uh, and this, this spring, we're going to, on two of the families from last summer, we're going to convert their boats into sailboats. Nice. By building the, the mast and the boom, uh, the rudder, the dagger board, uh, all the all the parts that are required to have a little uh, sailboat. Uh, and the families are looking forward to that experience. What kind of rig is that? Uh, it is a, uh, a sloop rig. The design has a very small jib up front, but um, we're not recommending that. And the uh, builder himself says uh, uh, the uh, jib is totally unnecessary. Oh, uh, the uh, the mainsail alone uh, drives the boat just fine. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go with that. And, and who's the designer of that boat? The the, the designer of that boat is a, a yacht designer in Maine. His name is Chris Franklin. He's chief designer at Bruce King Yachts now that Bruce King has retired. Um, and the little boat is called a Salt Bay Skiff, uh, and it's easily accessed through the Bruce King web uh, website if anybody uh, uh, would like to see pictures of, 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 the, of the boat or go to our website we've got hundreds of uh, hundreds of examples of the families actually building the boat okay okay yeah. uh, so I saw on your website somebody built a Cal or is building a Caledonia yawl yes Can you tell me about that boat um, that is probably 
the most astonishingly beautiful boat to have ever come out of Rivers West. Um, Ron Davies is the guy who built it. Uh, it's 20, 20 and a half feet, 21 feet long, which actually squeezes our space here a bit. Uh, it's probably the uh, biggest boat built in this shop. Um, he spent six years building the boat. He built everything on the boat. I think he bought the yardage, and I think he bought his sail. But other than that, he made everything to the point where anything on there that is metal and is not a screw, uh, he designed and cast it himself. Oh, my goodness. Every piece of metal is... uh, uh, high quality bronze casting uh, he made the patterns he cast the bronze right here in our shop uh, and it's because of Ron we we as a club uh, ponied up enough money to buy all the equipment to uh, to cast bronze and now if anybody chooses to we can do it again wow uh, if Ron's boat has now left the shop, it's at his home. Uh, it's he sailed it a, a a time or two. He just left the boat. I mean, he just left the shop uh, four or five months ago. So he's been working on it as long as I've been involved here. Really? Yeah. Wow. I saw also on your website you had a guy come and teach uh, bronze casting, Sam White. Sam Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson. Yeah. Right. Sam Johnson is one of the original uh, founding members of the club. He recently, he has since gone to be the uh, director of the Columbia River Maritime Museum in Astoria, Oregon. So, and and Sam, among all of Sam's talents is uh, bronze bronze casting. Um, he not only knows how to do it, but he knows how to build all the equipment. So he helped us assemble um, our foundry and came out uh, two years ago and taught a, uh, taught a two-day class in bronze casting. And that kind of class is an example of other things we do. Uh, we we have uh, classes uh, open to the public uh, at a nominal fee. Uh, the fee barely barely covers our our costs. Um, but we have classes in ore making, have classes in paddle making, and in tool making. Uh, a lot of our club members uh, believe that. A handmade plane uh, is is worth having, uh, and they can make them right here because we have the club members <clears throat> who can show you how to do it. The last thing we made was um, the last class uh, was a class in in making a slick, a boat builder slick, which is a very large chisel. Oh, really? And uh, we we made them here in the shop, uh, bought the steel, uh, shaped the steel, had them tempered, uh, and now we've got four or five 
uh, members with beautiful slicks. Wow, that sounds really fun. Uh, our classes are a lot of fun. Every time we do one, we get a lot of uh, hits on the website saying, where are you and how can I participate? Yeah. Uh, What's your next class coming up? I don't honestly know. I believe our next class may be uh, another ore-making class. Um, we have uh, a project going on now that is the rehabbing of an old boat the club built many years ago. Uh, and we are, as, as part of that, we're making uh, spars. We're making masts and booms. Uh, and so we, one of our upcoming classes soon will be a spar making class. Oh, fun! You know, turning square wood into round wood, uh, and properly shaping it and sizing it. So, who will teach that? One of the club members uh, years ago uh, had some exposure to the industry, uh, and he's made a lot of mass, and he's going to teach it. Uh, a guy named Steve Najar. A very, very talented guy. Um, he, will, he will run that class. Okay. Very cool. What other projects do you have going on right now in the shop here? Uh, currently going on is uh, there are two uh, kit kayaks being built. One is a Chesapeake-like craft. And the other one is a Pygmy uh, kayak. Uh, they're under construction now. Uh, the uh, uh, Chesapeake boat has only been under construction for about two months, uh, and it's very close to having its hull and deck joined together. Uh, it's a two-person big kayak. Uh, the Pygmy is a, is a single-person boat, and, and the, the builder of that is almost finished. She's been working on it for about a year. Uh, and she's about ready to to put the finishing touches on the exterior. Okay. Also going on uh, is the construction of five identical sailboats. The design is a is is, is called an I five fifty. It's an eighteen foot sailboat, very high performance sailboat. Uh, currently in the shop uh, is hull number four. Uh, hull numbers one, two, and three have been completed. Holes one and two have been rigged and have actually been sailing. Um, and when they finish number four, they'll start number five, um, at which point that project, which may take another year, uh, will be over. Uh, they're absolutely incredibly well-made boats, beautiful finishes, um, Does the club own the boats then? No, those boats will be owned by the people who built them. Uh, every, every person who builds a boat in the shop has to first be a member of the club. Uh, annual membership is very, very cheap. Uh, but that's a requirement for getting access to the shop. Uh, at we have six bays where six boats could be built. Um, the I-550 group has two of those bays. And then we have a big common area where uh, our big power tools are kept. Uh, and, and all the builders 
use the big power tools. Um, that's about the extent of what's being built at this time. Yeah, and then uh, Bob was telling me you're getting ready to exhibit over at the boat show, the Portland Boat Show, is that right? The Portland Boat Show is next week. Uh, we will have a big booth there, and we'll display uh, some of our uh, uh, member-built boats. Um, we've got one, one club member who is... Uh, as good a strip plank builder as you'll ever find. Wow. Uh, his strip planks are are just amazing. Uh, he will have a, a canoe there, and he has made a miniature canoe and has stopped construction at each phase of strip planking, so a person can actually see through this model how a strip plank boat is made oh really it, at the one end at the stern end it's just as rough as can be at the bow end it's beautifully finished and each stage along the way uh, shows you how to build a, a boat so it's one boat and from one end to the other it goes from just started to just finished is that right exactly right <laughs> it's about six feet long and it's just as pretty as can oh be. Oh my goodness, that sounds fascinating. Uh, he'll he'll have that there. We'll have some kayaks there. Uh, we've got a member who will bring his 18-foot sailboat uh, and display it. Um, another construction method we have a few examples of is skin-on-frame. So we're going to have two skin-on-frame kayaks, which are really amazingly interesting boats to look at up close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Chuck, this is a nonprofit organization. You're the president. You, you spent a lot of time down here and a lot of hard work for free. Why, why do you do this? Well, what's, what's the gig here, man? <laughs> I do it for two reasons. The first reason I kind of expressed earlier, uh, the combination of hanging around boats, and especially boats made of wood, uh, is just plain fascinating and rewarding. The other thing, the other main main reason is through this I have met the members. And the members are a wonderful group of, of people just as kind-hearted as you'll find anywhere who are dedicated to taking their hobby, uh, uh, woodworking and boat, boat building and, and, and sharing it. Um, and we do some nice things uh, for the community, and that—that's important um, because it—it's—it's it's doing a good, solid public service, and at the same time, it's—it's it's, uh, showing the world uh, uh, who we are. We need to use this spot. Well, and when I first saw this five years ago um, it looked to me like a club or a group of people I would enjoy spending time time with and when I did that uh, I, I, I spent enough time around here to realize not only is it individually wonderful people the group itself really has endured for 30 years it provides a good public service uh, and it needs to stay 
It needs to be here for as long as it can. We operate on a budget that is so paper thin that we could uh, fall apart at any time. But we, 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 we keep hanging on uh, because the members insist it stay here. The public likes it. Uh, we have support in, in the community if we really need it. Um, and I just want to make sure that I spend my time not only enjoying my retirement, but uh, helping small organizations, if I agree with them, do what they do well. And if I can help in any way, I'm glad to help. I do have some 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 skills in administration. Uh, I can help this club pay its rent uh, and organize uh, some funding. Um, the club desperately needs that. Uh, and when I was asked to, to help, I was more than happy to do it. Yeah. I've been the president now uh, for two years. I'm into my third third year, um, and I'll pass it along to somebody, uh, but not. Not tomorrow. I'm happy where I am. <laughs> cool, cool. So for our folks that are listening today, if they want to contact you or get a hold of the organization, do you have some contact information, a website or email address you can give us? It is one word, riverswest.org. Riverswest.org, okay. www.riverswest.org is our web website. Okay. And from there, you can uh, get our, our address, uh, my personal contact uh, website, I mean email address, um, uh, and we can talk. Okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll put that on the website, Chuck. Okay. Uh, the uh, website address and the email so people can get a hold of you if they want to. Okay. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up here. Any parting comments for our listeners? Say anything else you'd like to tell us? Uh, if you're interested in building a little 12, 12 foot boat uh, in the city of Portland in the middle of July, uh, send us a message and we'll add you to the list. Okay, very cool. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Chuck. You bet. Appreciate it. Chuck, thanks again for doing that interview with me uh, down in Portland, Oregon. Really appreciate it. You guys have a great organization there and I hope it continues to grow and you have a lot of fun and that your family boat building project this summer goes really well again. That sounds like a, a great way to connect with the community. Well, that's the end of today's show, folks. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you would connect with me by subscribing to my e-news list on my homepage. Click on the button there and give me a little information. You can also email me at dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com or call my voicemail feedback hotline at 424-261-2360. Have a great week and keep those wooden boat projects alive. This is Wooden Boat Dan over and out. And don't forget to keep the bright side up and the barnacled side down. See you next week.